This is my band. Yo, what's going on? Episode 191. Um, slowly careening towards that that awesome 200. You know, Gretzky never scored 200 goals in a season, but we somehow have 200 episodes almost. So that makes us better than Wayne Gretzky. And we've got Bart. Bart is here with us. Right. He's a guitar player in Mom Jeans. He's also the kind of brainchild uh, multi-musician behind graduating life and we're stoked to have him here so what's going on man uh nothing much just been hanging out all day just wait i'm gonna go to b-dubs after this oh Oh, yeah so that's why it does work out what's your favorite what's your favorite sauce like what sauce do you go for uh i really like to punish myself like i like to have a terrible day the next day so i'll get like (laughs) as hot as i can go i'll do like the wild and then i'll like dip the dip it in the blazing man you're a nut job and, i uh i i never like i i always like i love wings obviously you know yeah i'm a, I'm a big huge wing guy but it's like i never love the idea of like punishing myself like i like hot for hot sake but like when they start being like oh yeah we put extra capsaicin in it and it's like <laughs> Come on, i like dude. sweating like when you're sitting there sweating <laughs> That's you know? like so that's so miserable to me. We used to we had this place in Orlando for a little bit called East Coast Wings, and they had the the one wing challenge, and you had to like sign a waiver and you had to wear gloves. And oh they brought they brought like this one wing out to you, and they had like a Geiger counter attached to it. Jesus, but uh, but essentially, like they they would literally tell you, don't let the sauce touch your lips. And my my buddy he he ripped the he ripped everything off. And then he, he, you're supposed to like dip it in your mouth. And yeah. as he dipped it in his mouth, he like sucked all the sauce off of his fingers. So he blacked out because that's how hot it was. Down two <laughs> pints of milk, vomited all over the place. And the uh. next day, he woke up. And my dog's going crazy right now. He woke up and um, <laughs> he looked, and this is going to age me really bad, but he looked like Macaulay Culkin from My Girl. Like if he just got stung by bees all over his face, he was his face was swollen, and I was like, never doing that again, ever. Yeah, I mean, you guys from the East Coast, right? I feel like food's not even that hot over there, but that sounds pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It depends on, <clears throat> excuse me, how diabolical people want to get. I mean, like, I feel like everywhere in the country has those places that have like the you know, like ultimate hot challenge or like ultimate eating challenge. Like, um, yeah. you know, like that's, it's just like the decadence of America. You know, it's like, come here and try to eat this 168 pound or ounce steak. And if you do, then you get it for free and you get a picture on the wall. And it's like, yeah, true. Fuck. Yeah. Why wouldn't I want my picture on the wall? You know, I like when you go to a place and it's they like, you'll get the kind of hot option yeah. or even just like a mild and it's like fucking hot as shit. Yeah. And then it's like they're kind of just casual with it, I guess, you know. You know what I like too when uh, you go to a restaurant and, like you order something hot and like whoever is like your server is just like feels obligated to tell you like hey, you know, that's pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to be like oh, shut the fuck up or whatever. My fiance, my life. fiance will like when we go somewhere she'll be like, "Can you get us like the actual hot shit?" 
and then they'll be like yeah and they go and they'll like bring out a separate thing just eating, like, eat, yeah. eating off menu i love it just like yeah br- bring me the the world ending shit i love it yeah. so um let's kind of talk about like mom jeans in 2023 like we've already got like these two huge announcements you guys are going on a whole ass world tour which is yeah i'm excited guys, for that yeah i mean as, as you should be um and then you guys are playing um sad summer fest i saw that you guys were announced for that too which is which is going to be another awesome thing so uh yeah. as far as uh, the world tour is concerned i know you're doing uk and europe with uh um you know also you know jade's one of my good buddies and uh you know I love yeah jade's dad. awesome uh, great guy and then i saw you're doing australia with microwave and um canada with bearings i think right yeah yeah bearings is fucking they're cool they're hella cool um yeah they yeah. i mean like you guys picked three great like bands to kind of take with you because you know i feel like Oso and bearings are like kind of just on that tipping point where like you know um like they're starting to gain so much so much traction to smaller bands and then well you know getting to be bigger now and then you've got yeah. you know microwave who are you know themselves you know doing great things so mm-hmm. um you know really think it'll be an awesome time and then that show in hawaii is this the first time you guys are playing in hawaii yeah uh i think we've always been wanting to get out to like we really wanted to go to japan but that didn't happen and we okay. the plan was to maybe at one point hit like do those because mm-hmm. they're it's like kind of in a line yeah, i guess close, i don't know it makes sense like, another, yeah. geographically that's cool. but um yeah i don't know it should be really fun uh i'm excited to go to australia again australia is always like i mean i don't know why i'm saying always i've only been there fucking one time but like <laughs> the whole time i was there i was like god damn i would live here like this fucking rocks so that's awesome. what uh, what uh island are you going to in hawaii dude i don't know do you ever remember you <laughs> i think it's honolulu is uh, it honolulu yeah i'd have to look at it yeah so i was i was literally just in honolulu um back in december and i was there for like a week and um like we stayed basically like in one of the resorts on like waikiki but it was pretty cool because like we were walking out and they have like you know they have all the the tourist shit like they have the hard rock and tommy Bahama and all this other stuff yeah. But we walked past the Hard Rock, and I was fully expecting to hear some like just Nickelback style alt rock. No, these it, they were like young adults, and they were ripping like just punk cover sets, and it was the sickest thing I've ever seen. That's Obviously, crazy. I didn't go in because I don't like I don't want to pay for Hard Rock to go watch a band. Yeah, but I, I just heard them from outside for a little bit, and I was just like, "This is cool!" Like there's a Gucci down the street, like walking distance. <laughs> That's and Fendi, cool. Then. Yeah. And these guys are just ripping just like black flag and like agnostic front covers. Yeah. That's interesting. I think we played maybe like a hard rock in, in Florida or something on a tour. Did, oh did yeah. That story tour. Go, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The food was really good. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's awesome. But, um, you know, as far as, you know, like playing in Hawaii is concerned, like logistically, you know, what goes into all that, you know, like trying to, yeah. Yeah. Basically we do nothing at all. And then Joel does everything. Our friend Joel. Okay. uh, Yeah. That's the life. (laughs) It is pretty nice. I hang out with him pretty often and I'll see him on his computer doing actual work. And I'm like, 
what are you doing and he's like <laughs> i'm booking the fucking shit and then i'm like oh cool like yeah um, well i mean and you know the other side of that is you know as as cool as it is to have someone you know do all that kind of stuff for you and you know you just have to sort of show up and and you know play it's like at the same time like you know very rarely do we talk about that other side of being in a band where like you know everybody loves it and it's expression and all that kind of stuff but also yeah. like you have to you know you have to sound good and you have to like actually practice and be good at your instruments and stuff and it's just like sometimes that shit can be really nerve-wracking you know like you're like oh my god we're playing for the first time in hawaii like Oh, yeah, you know, so like that's the kind of other side of it that I think people sometimes uh, think about. <laughs> yeah, I think like as far as the actually doing stuff like booking and all that, like I did that for so long along with other people in the band, and then yeah. Joel is just always around, so it was like awesome. he's like, Oh, I'll do it. It just became like too much, it was too much work. Uh, yeah, it's like too time consuming, and then it makes you yeah. kind of feel like any now, anytime you're like playing, you're like oh man, I've spent so many fucking hours like doing all this shit. And then now I'm like yeah. doing this other shit. It makes you kind yeah. of like feel like I'm spending a lot of time doing all this, like way too much time. Yeah. Um, I, and then not totally. everyone can do that. So it's like, if there's just one person booking Dedicated. everything, doing everything they're they're going to feel like they're carrying like way too much of the weight. It could mm -hmm. cause like resentment and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But sure. I think like, it's it's great having you know joel and brad and you know them like help us out uh and just like handle stuff because they're like way more organized um yeah that i mean that, yeah. that that definitely makes a lot of sense you know you've i mean you know mikey um you know we we had a you know kind of a, a festival for our podcast last year and uh you know, Mikey in tandem with, uh, uh, you know, one of our, uh, one of our really good friends in Orlando kind of booked it together. And, um, I mean, it was like, it's not, it's not an easy thing. You know, it's like you, especially when you're booking like, you know, small stuff, small tours, it's like, yeah, yeah this venue like won't get back to me. And like, I've messaged them 80 Dude, times. Yeah. Like, that sucks. So like I used to book for years and years in, that's like just how I started touring the country because I was like, ah, I just want to do it. So I just did yeah. it. And it, it, it is like the thing, like no matter how prepared you are and shit, you can't account for everyone else. So then you're going through and you're like, Oh, I got everything. But then there's like five people who aren't getting you things. And then as you yeah. maybe like, if you go from booking like house shows and then you start booking like, venues that are actually like sending over contracts and shit yeah. then you'll even some of those people will be like fucking unorganized and then mm. and it's like yep. yeah, this this sucks ass yeah uh, and and you know i think at the end of the day you just you know musicians just want to go out and be able to play music and be able to you know do what they got to do and that's you yeah. know that's why it's such an you know integral part of the music industry to have people that are good at that kind of thing because you know, people who specialize in that, like I've got a, you know, one of, one of my really, really good friends, you know, TM'd and like did all this stuff and, you know, ended up working for Passion Pit and like, you know, he, you know, said it's, it's a, it's a grind. He said, but you know, you get a lot of, um, reward out you of know, it. You, you, yeah. You got, you got a lot of like good feelings about knowing that like, you know, you're a, you're a part of something and an important part yeah. of something, you know? So that's awesome. Um, you know, 
I'm stoked for the, you know, for the world tour, stoked for sad summer, which I think is going to be great. Um, so sweet tooth, um, you know, came out last year. I mean, you know, the, there's, there's been just a ton of great press about it and the record is fantastic. You know, I can't tell you how many times I listened to it last Thanks. year. Um, yeah, you, you're very, very welcome. Um, I guess the, just the first quick question I have about it is, you know, when you kind of listen to like the band lineage, like when you go through, um, you know, the, the two albums before that, um, it, it almost seems like Sweet Tooth kind of stepped back from some of the more like frenetic guitar parts and kind of stepped back from some of the more like, um, I don't like, I don't want to say like, you know, tappy stuff, but like, it's kind of seems like, no, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? right? I, like, I know exactly like, what you oh, mean. That sparkly yeah. guitar. Yeah. But it's I more think, straightforward type. For sure. Yeah. But I think that there's something brilliant about it because it like, you know, on the first two records, it like showed that you guys like really like brought your shit and like could like do the, you know, do Midwest emo and do like emo and all that stuff. But then you put out this record that's like full of all of these songs that like, have like these just like insane hooks and like you can't mm -hmm. get like the choruses out of your head and stuff and it's like you guys wrote this like rock record that's just like fantastic and i, I kind of always wonder like you know the for the people that like have been out there following you guys you know since the inception of mom jeans i mean i know it was you know something that you came into you know about five or six years ago but like do yeah. you find that you they're like two different like lines of fans like the um, people that like, embrace sweet tooth and the people that are like you know, no. noodles, you know i think that's the coolest people like or i guess not i'm phrasing that wrong that's like <laughs> the coolest thing about the people who go to the shows they just seem to they just like want to be there and have fun i guess awesome. yeah um yeah and uh i know when we started playing the album i was we were all like whoa this is fucking crazy because people are like singing the words to the new songs yeah and we're like it's not like there's people sitting there with their arms crossed yeah which is like we've had that experience too where you go to play a new song and it's like oh, i guess people don't really fuck with it but it was mm -hmm. nice to play the new album and it's like there's not this like cold ass feeling from the crowd you know so it hasn't I'll, you know it's been great i'll never forget i i went to uh to riot fest i think in 2012 and uh the first band i go to see is uh it's yellow card mm -hmm. and uh Violin. when i tell you when i tell you that like the crowd like almost like turned their backs when anything got played that wasn't off of ocean avenue like i'm not even kidding yeah like, like this like maybe they had let's say i don't know maybe 500 people watching them right and you know uh -huh. it's Riot Fest. Uh, you guys have done Riot a like a couple times, right? Have you? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, the setup then was it's just like you know a big, huge open space, and there's you know people walking by and all that kind of stuff. And Yellow Card was playing one of the main stages, mm -hmm. but like as soon as like they launched into the last three songs of their set, which were the three singles off of Ocean Avenue, yeah. all of a sudden it went from like 500 people to like 2,500 people. Like you could tell that like 2,000 people were like. Oh shit. Oh, they're going to play the This, this song is way last. away. Let yeah. me go. So it's like, you know, you, you almost kind of feel bad because as a musician, it's like every time you put out a new album, you think it's the best thing that you've ever done because you've cared for it and you've nurtured it and you've Sometimes you know, you know it's bad. 
Well, I, yeah, I I'm not saying that I'm not, I, I don't, I don't listen to them, so I don't know, but <laughs> I mean, I'm saying there is that you, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you guys have been in bands, there's sometimes you're working on music and you're like, Oh my God, this sucks. This is not good. Like, yeah, yeah but you're already locked into it. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, yeah. that's the reality, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. But, um, you know, so kind of piggybacking off of talking about sweet tooth a little bit, um, you know, just kind of interested in, you know, hearing a little bit more, you know, about, uh, you know, like I, I know you guys brought Sam on to play bass and um, yeah. was, was Sweet Tooth one of those things that did he, um, was he part of the writing process or was it everything yeah. that he was? I think the coolest part is just everyone was involved and yeah, it seemed like the goal was just to write like the best like songs that we could. Mm-hmm. So we wrote a fuck sure. ton of songs and I would come up to the bay and just stay in this in this uh, little like shed converted into like a bedroom mm-hmm. in the back of their house that they all lived in. And I would just like bring my like speakers and my fucking like uh, all my recording shit, which is nothing. It's just like a little interface. And then we would just like demo and I'd just be like there all day with everyone being like, oh, what if it's like this? What if we do that? Like, so I think that really helped. Because instead of writing, maybe like some bands might write like 10 songs mm-hmm. and be like, oh, these are the 10. But we had, we wrote like a, a fuck ton because I was like, we should just write as many as we can and then just take the best ones, which I think most, most people do do that. Yeah. But sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, we'll write a record. And then once you get close to that, it's taken so long that you're like, all right, this is probably good enough, you know? But um, yeah, so that was pretty much it. We just would write all the time. And then everyone would be collaborating on stuff. Like Sam would send over a chorus and I'd be like, oh, it's, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we'd take that, make that into a song. Or we had one song that was played really fast. And then I was like, what if it was like slow as fuck <laughs> or whatever? And then that became Circus Clown. So it's oh, like yeah. I was like, what if it's more like indie vibe? Like, yeah. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to like imagine it being like a fast song. It, like, it used a, to be like it was like very like Nirvana. Yeah, I don't. was like Dean Spirit. That's immediately I thought of what you said. Yeah, no, it was a it was really fast, and it was fun to play, but it just didn't work for some reason. I think like the lyrics that we had at the time and other stuff like that. And that one was cool too because Eric recorded a verse, like a verse and a chorus. Because I was like, "Here's this like new version. Do you think you could write something to it?" And then Eric sent over the files, and I dropped them in like skewed. So then the chorus was like off, and he came to listen to it, and he's like oh this is wrong but it sounds like it sounds really good so then the chorus is like was supposed to be something else i'll never know where it was supposed to land that's funny but the way it landed it was just like i was like mm-hmm. yeah this goes this is cool mm-hmm. that's great like good um, mistake yeah exactly yeah. that's so that's what's cool about working together too um but yeah i don't know that's pretty much it nothing crazy <laughs> ah, i mean yeah. it's that, that that's all good it's it's kind of awesome so um i want to do you know one more kind of quick thing and then um 
and I'll shoot it over to the the other guys to kind of you know try a little 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 hawking and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, so uh, I, I've been kind of like uh, conceptualizing this this like idea for this podcast that I've had, and um, I didn't like tell either of the people that are like to my left that are on the podcast. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm doing this, but are you going rogue? Are you yeah, like going rogue? Going, going rogue mid so, mid episode. Okay. I kind of I was thinking about it all day, and I was like, you know, what would be really cool. And we have Bard on today. Um, I, I'd kind of like love to just learn a little, like of the like kind of inside scoop about you know like one of the songs on the on the new record. So um, what I kind of figured I would sort of do with this is, you know. I'm going to pick a song from the record. Just pick one. I mean, cause they're all great, but I'm just going to pick one. And then maybe you could tell me a little bit about how it was conceptualized. Like if it was born from like a, a riff or a chorus or okay. how it to be. Yeah. And, and it kind of sparked me to ask you that because of such a cool story that you just told about like how mm-hmm. circus Town came to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm always curious about that kind of stuff because it really shows like the kind of the creative process. So, um, I mean, I'm biased again because I love the record and I've listened to it a lot. But mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go with um, with uh, Sugar Rush. I think that's like one of my favorite songs on the record. Um, you know, it's kind of got yeah. that bouncy like triplet feel going on with it. Yeah, uh, with the horns and stuff too. So got that like everybody wants yeah, to. Right? Yeah, is that, is that what you're going for? Like just straight up like. No, I think it just came out like that. It, it, I was really thinking that once Austin, when we were practicing it, once yeah. he started bringing out that beat at the end, where he's like, but get, 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 like, and I was like, oh yeah, this is what it sounds like. But so, like, so I, you know, I guess like, because it sounds, because it's like a, you know, it's like a good way to like kind of break the record up. Like you've got five tracks, then you've got Sugar Rush, you know, the yeah, Brad Life, and then you've got the rest of the record. So, but just. That one in general, like um, that did it kind of start with that opening riff and then develop from there? Uh, where did that, that one's of... that one's hella dope. That's cool that you picked that one because that one actually does have a maybe a more interesting journey. Is it awesome. it it was a like a demo that Eric and Austin worked on, all like before pretty much any of the other songs started to exist, and so we had this running folder. I could be messing this up, but we had like a folder of songs. And Eric really wanted to do this one. So then one day when I was in that shed, like I mentioned, uh, Eric or someone gave me the files. And then I started making a demo of like how I heard it. Okay. And then so I started like building the, I'd have Eric come in and like track the guitar, the, cause I can't play that shit. The boom, like I can't play that. Uh, and then, track that and then i started building out this song where it goes like four on the floor like or whatever you know it does like the stomp where it's like duh, 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 duh. like yeah. it slowly builds mm-hmm. and then uh i made that and the demo didn't have a chorus and so i we were sitting there me and eric were trying to like figure out like what could be the chorus and then so we ended up playing those chords that are the chorus Mm -hmm. and then when we came to the studio it still wasn't finished like we had it but the chorus didn't repeat and i really wanted the chorus to repeat because i liked it a lot yeah and uh so when we're there brett 
was like ah it needs it needs something more and i'm glad that he said that because then the song ended up getting the second chorus that it needed mm-hmm. and it has that middle section i was listening to like a lot of oasis so yeah. then like yeah it goes <laughs> yeah. into that like it goes into that like thing where uh-huh. it yeah and it has and that love, like solo and i love the horns in it like um you know i know you know obviously um i think it was was it Austin is plays the trumpet and then um, and Eric plays yeah. the trombone, the trombone yeah. right? Yeah. So like you guys have like that built it. And I always love that. One of me and Mikey's favorite bands uh, from Long Island was this band called as tall as lions. I don't know if you were familiar with them, but nah. like they were like this really great, like kind of smooth indie band that like they like would have trumpets and sax and like French horns. And like the way they would do it would be just so like kind of, um, like just kind of like lush and smooth yeah and uh yeah. when i hear this part like it's just like it's just like anthemic it's just like very like kind of stout almost sounds like um like some shit you'd play for like a like a king you know like yeah it's kind of like a march all the way through and you can hear everything build up as yeah. it goes and then it like yeah. once it climaxes at like what is it, like a minute minute 20 and the horns come in it's like yeah you're just like you're like blown away because you're just like oh my god like there's a lot going on right now and this all sounds like it, yeah it's something i would listen to stoned and i would feel really fucking cool that's dope. listening to it <laughs> yeah. like honestly like that's just what it is <laughs> yeah that's just eric and austin building the section it sounds hella cool i that was like i love playing that song when we do play it live mm-hmm. especially because it's in this different tuning that eric concocted it's like similar to another tuning but it's like once we get to the chorus i'm just using like one finger pretty much which i'm stoked about some <laughs> weird open tuning he's probably playing yeah. a twinkle tuning yeah for sure yeah, yeah. but we don't norm- normally we play like everything in standard and just hop yeah. fly the capo around mm-hmm. but this one this one is nice because it's like at a certain point in the song you can just hit all the strings and not worry yeah right and then it's like, well, wow, I, this is fucking easy as shit. But then, <laughs> I, but then I there are parts that. I've played that song where there's there's like leads in it, and I'm like, they're not really easy at a certain point. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, now this kind of sucks if I fuck this up. Yeah. Right. I mean. So yeah. And that's one of the things about like going into the studio when like you you have, you know, at this point, infinite, you know, ability to put whatever you want in in your music and like. You could just say like, well, you know, I've got that second lead in there, which there's no way we're ever going to be, you know, play it live. So like, yeah, I guess it's just there for the rest of life. But no, I really appreciate you kind of sharing that with me because uh, it's always really cool to kind of learn a little bit more about, again, the creative process and, you know, what goes into songwriting and especially something that, you know, is maybe to, you know, some of our listeners as, as innocuous as just like, you know, Oh, like I was, you know, listening to like Oasis at the time. And that's kind of where mm-hmm. I came from. But like, for me, like, I I think back to that and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. That kind of is like, you know, kind of like, yeah. like Oasis-y, like Gallagher's kind of stuff. So like, I dig that. And I, and I love to kind of learn where that's coming from. But to me, you know, it's just so fascinating that, you know, so many people listen to so many different things and how it is like interpreted and then kind of comes out in in the way people write is so different you know like yeah you know i i think like uh keith buckley like of every time i die said like he thought something was like kind of like uh like a smashing pumpkins part 
Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, you know, whatever. Like I was listening to Mayonnaise or like whatever. And uh, like you yeah. listen to it. I'm like what? That's what you thought? Like that is the <laughs> Matthew part? Like what the yeah. But it was, no, I awesome. think, I think that part just became like the Oasis part. Cause we were, we were playing it in that tuning in the room. Yeah. And then we went down and just like made an E shape naturally. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like, whoops, like didn't, but then, but then it sounds like it's got that brand, like, yep, yeah, that, you know, when the chord changes in that section, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. that was just by accident too. Like we played that and we're like, oh dude, if we could put this in the song, that'd be sick. It was all like, you know, like little roll, roll swung vibe. So, Very cool. So well, Tom, again, I think, yeah, thank you. I think What's the up? name, the name of the podcast that you thought you came up with is actually called Song Exploder. Yeah. Oh, does it? One hundred percent exist. Oh, okay. So if I do a segment on this podcast and I don't call it song, but you Explorer, could do it with okay. people that aren't like, or I like don't know. the killers. Yeah. Yeah. Or I would kind of, I would like to know a little bit more about like what Jonathan Flowers like was thinking when he wrote Sam's Town. Like, I'd, you mean I'd Brandon be Brandon Flowers. Yeah, whatever his name is. What did I call him? <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan Flowers. For some reason, I was thinking of Jonathan Quick in my head. and Oh, probably. I don't know why I was thinking of Jonathan Quick. Probably because I play too much NHL. But, you know, he just got traded to the team I'm on. So. In, you know, in your, in your NHL yeah, thing. In my, in my, in in my year four of NHL be a Where pro. Where they also traded like Ovi and... Oh, it's crazy. If you look at the roster. I'm on the, I'm on the Carolina Hurricanes and... Every day they do something different for Storm Surge, but like it's really only four different things they do for Storm Surge. They do like, let's go under the sticks and let's do this. And I don't know. Mikey hates Storm Surge. I don't I really do. know why. I hate the hurricane so much. <laughs> but you know what I do love? Draftings. Draft wow. <laughs> good for you. I actually, nice. I'm going to try my best reading right now. So four <laughs> NFL teams. Two conference championship games and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So- that was beautiful. So, yeah. I appreciate but, it. I still want you guys to start playing acoustic guitar as I start reading draft. Oh, we could. We could start we playing start like making that happen. Some weird shit. But before we get into hockey talk, because I I, I kind of wanna I kind of wanna keep going with with Tom's conversation because I I love talking about this stuff and especially like uh-huh. when I I threw a few questions up on Reddit just to see like you know what people want to ask you guys and. A lot of it was like, if if Bart's on, can you ask him about grad life? And I said maybe, but um, <laughs> but overall, like uh, some of the questions like really kind of like stem from you know the conversation that we were just having. But especially like mm-hmm. being from the the Bay Area overall, because I know like some of you guys are like kind of like all over the place. 
you know, what were kind of like your biggest like musical inspirations, like outside of like Oasis that you were listening to? Um, and uh, kind of like for the album, for just, the new one. Yeah, for the new right. album. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't necessarily speak for everyone, mm-hmm. but I guess in a way I can. Be, I think we made a here. playlist. <laughs> we, I'll see if I can find it. If it, it'll take like <laughs> one second if it's still there. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, and it's gone. Okay, you're good. Uh, but yeah, we did make a playlist of like, we were like, oh, everyone should just throw songs that they want. Like, what are they listening to now? Like, mm-hmm. kind of like a group playlist for everyone in the band to be like, what's the vibe? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just a lot of like 90 shit, some newer shit, a lot of just like big open like rock, like hits and stuff like that like mm-hmm. catchy melody stuff um but yeah i don't know i it would be hard to say like any one band i do think we were listening to a lot of oasis at the time but <laughs> you're like yeah i think that's where we're, where we were at but yeah no one no one would listen to the album and be like oh these guys love oasis like <laughs> you know Gallagher I mean? brothers <laughs> yeah um but it was cool because like that was this this one guy asked uh he asked this question in like this like kind of like thread of like multiple questions and one of them was like really cool how he asked it too because he uh he wants to know like what if was there like a specific band like you know either aimed at you Bart because you know you're the one that's on here but uh that made you kind of go damn like I want to start a band and start doing this stuff because uh I guess last year when you guys played Sad Summerfest mm-hmm. uh someone said just go out and play music with your friends and that's super like really resonated with this person oh yeah that's what eric says yeah and he was just like i i want to go start a band now like what what was that band for for you um for me and if it wasn't just one band Um, like maybe like two or three i think when i started playing i was it was in I mean, it was like maybe middle school, high school, and it was definitely just some really bad shit. It was like, like probably like Chelsea Grin or something like nice. that. Like I, I played in a bunch of uh, deathcore, metalcore death bands. So I'd listen to like Devil Wears Prada and be like, "Oh, this shit fucking rocks! I would love to do this." <laughs> and then yeah, you start doing it, and dude, I don't know. People think like playing house shows can be demoralizing but as a like playing house shows when you're in like drop a that shit is soul crushing because it's like no one fucks with it at all like there's it's just like absolute noise sounds like shit i didn't use a noise gate because like i didn't even the people weren't even like telling me like oh you should do this or that they're like oh yeah it sounds like shit that's Just great plug right into your 6505 <laughs> and crank the game to nine yeah red channel so it was it was so bad i do have this memory which i've told everyone in the band a bunch but there was this one show i was playing and i was maybe like uh eighth grade or something and this guy who's like several grades above me was like the screamer mm-hmm. in the band and he was like, we're going to, he's like, this next song's uh, called Hey John, What's Your Name Again, which is like a Del Wars Prada Del Wars song. Prada. And then I was like, I don't know how to play that. And he's like, it's just open the whole time. Like, you'll be good. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I was thinking, I was like, it's not fucking open the whole time. <laughs> so then he just starts the song and then 
I'm just playing open the whole time. No one notices because the music sounds like shit. So it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like th- that's like the real sad part is when you're literally, you know, you're playing the wrong notes and no one cares. They're acting the same. Yeah. Like th- then you're like, wow, this is really bad music. <laughs> so I wonder if like I wonder if you could expose somebody that like says they like loud hardcore music but doesn't actually like loud hardcore music and just like put like sabotage like a band and just put like someone just constantly playing open for everything and just, oh they would love if it they're like wait this sucks or if they're like oh yeah. dude that shit's so fucking brutal. that's so grindcore yeah I have this memory of being at another house show where some dudes like drunk uncle came out was like you can't fucking scream man you can't fucking scream he's like let me hear you scream and it was just like so awkward i was like so young <laughs> and just this like wasted old man is like yelling at some guy in the other band and he's like sitting there with like straightened hair being like ah, ah. and i was like god this is so punishing it's really cringy to think back on i mean uh, but, but- I feel like everybody has those experiences, right? Like, I mean, you know, if you played music, you at some Hopefully. point had to start somewhere. Unless yeah. you were, what was it? Is Real Friends the band that like started in the Notebook? Is that real? No, oh, that would be I, cool. I don't think. I, what I, they I wrote and they did. I, I heard that like their entire like history of their band, like for their first five years, was all like planned out. I, I remember someone oh, saying that'd be right. pretty smart, yeah. right? I mean, imagine if you could just do that. Yeah, I did that, and then um, after that, I, me and my friends, or some of my friends really like Lot of Spute yeah. and wanted to do a band like that, and I kind of liked it, but I was still holding on to like drop tuning. I was like, <laughs> no fucking way am I going to play standard. Come on now. That's nerd shit. Yeah, I was like, this is so nerdy. <laughs> uh, but then eventually I was like, all right, I'll play like my friends asked me to be in this emo band and that was in standard. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, all right, I guess I'll play in standard. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I told Tom this story, but, uh, so, I mean, similar, similar to you, Bart, like I, I grew up in like, you know, the hardcore metalcore, deathcore scene. Yeah. Um, and I think one of my favorite stories was we, we had this like very Christian venue. It was called rocket town. I think there was like a few other rocket towns across the United States but it was like an indoor skate park and like they did like church services, like everything. So um, uh, a few years ago, there were two bands with very similar names and it was only separated by one vowel. And uh, one of them was uh, Oceana, which was uh, yeah. a Christian band, very Christian, you know, kind of like, you know, that post hardcore ambient style. They booked so Oceana. The- Oh, 100%. <laughs> Nobody picked up on it except for like me and some of my friends. And we were we were like, this is going to be the greatest set we've ever seen in our lives. Yeah. So we go there and there's just a sea of just like bleached mullets, deep V shirts, under oath fans. Yeah. Uh, Burden of a day fans. All these like just ultra Christian and they had no idea. They thought Oceano was playing because that's what was built. And they built Oceano. So the singer of Oceano comes out and he knows exactly where he's playing. Like he knows his audience to a team. Yeah. And this is 2010, maybe something like that. And he, he just grabs the mic and he just goes, what the fuck is up? We're Oceano. 
we believe in a women's right to murder babies. And they just go right into a blast beat. <laughs> they went for five minutes in the venue, shut the power off. That's and it awesome. Was the, greatest, the greatest $20 I've ever spent on a show. Um, and I just yeah. love telling that story because it's, it's That's just so funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny those bands existing too. Like it's like the name is so similar and they're not the same at they're all. Not the yeah, same. it's like you could make a mistake. Yeah, I uh there's like this club club retro in California, maybe a similar vibe, but it's like a Christian type thing and they had one in up north in like Roseville near mm-hmm. Sacramento and then they had one in Fresno. And they might have had another elsewhere. But I think we were supposed to go see Carnifex play. And then they they had heard about the goat head. And then it's like they didn't know they're like a devil band, basically, or some shit. I don't know. So then the show didn't happen. That was a bummer because that band Wretched was supposed to play. Oh, nice. And I was into them at the time. But yeah. it's, uh, it's it's crazy how how music influences change very drastically like throughout the years oh yeah like i still listen to that stuff and like my like my partner's always just, she's just like what you don't listen to that stuff i go no i do listen to that <laughs> oh stuff. i, I just do don't listen to it with you <laughs> um but yeah. but um speaking of of touring and oceana and oceano any uh any bands that uh you guys would like to kind of tour with uh with mom jeans like any anyone that's kind of like on your radar that you haven't toured with that you like either like a dream band or even bands that are kind of currently touring um i'm sure everyone has a list or something of nothing comes to mind yeah immediately i just i feel like it's always we did a tour with like hobo johnson Mm -hmm. and that was really cool it'd be cool to just tour with people who are outside of like the strictly the like guitar band world just because it's more interesting to see mm-hmm. like people that don't listen to just pop punk or like just emo you know and Bobo johnson is essentially just like law dispute but like a little bit more chill yeah, yeah. i think that's i think that's why because when i we would see i saw a couple people on one of the tours we did wearing hobo johnson shirts and i was like Oh, that would be sick because, like, that kind of yeah. does make sense when you listen yeah. to his music. You're like, mm-hmm. it's it like causes a reaction out of you, oh, yeah. like how those bands used to, which well, is like a, cool. a lot of those a lot of those bands that like are are in that that trope and, and like and Hobo's kind of far away from that, but like, um, you know, like you're, you're a lot of disputes and um, there's another band whose name I just can't think of, who's on the tip of my tongue. Where like, that listener, right? listener yes but not listener oh man he's got this song where it's like it feels like a gold beam i can't even think of what the fuck's he he's I, called. I i think of wesley willis but that's a completely different <laughs> i'll figure it out i'll figure genre it out entirely and i'll, and I'll Is yell, this a I'll spoken yell word artist it's like yeah it's like a spoken word kind of emo band and they kind of do that mm. whole thing and it's oh man this yeah i used to Obviously, like being being with friends who were into all the a lot of spute and me liking some of those bands. I didn't like. There's just part of the era where I was like, "All right, no one, not everyone's this fucking sad. Like, this is a bit ridiculous." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, but 
yeah, there was a lot of spoken word, as you guys probably remember. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of getting to a point where it's like, all right, this is this is overkill. But hearing yeah, hearing the Hobo Johnson shit, it's like, well, this shit's actually good. Like, this is good. This is not like when I was existing and you go to like a house show. Yeah. And some guy gets like up and he's like, he's like, all right, my name is whatever. And there's no band behind him. And you're like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> like, please, God. He's doing deaf poetry. Yeah. He's deaf jam poetry. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks because usually those people are super nice because they're willing to just go up and be like, bare their soul. Mm -hmm. But it's not, yeah. you know, when you're like at a house show and you're like, ah, oh, we're fucking chilling. We're like partying. It's like, come on. <laughs> um you're like yeah. please don't do this again yeah um uh, yeah yeah i think i think that's pretty much like every everything that i wanted to get into musically a lot of the other questions were very like uh uh gearhead questions and i was just like i'm not gonna ask him like what pedal board he uses or to show the pedal board that he uses no one wants to i'm like 90 percent of our audience does not care about that i was like <laughs> yeah it's like I'm not even like a gearhead, really, so yeah. that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. This would be like, I just plug into my amp, dude, and that's all I do, and I just play. Yeah, I have pedals now, but I just don't, like, I don't care. Like, we'll play a show, and I won't won't use them, and I'll be like, yeah, this is kind of better. Yeah. Because I just I, don't have to tap, tap anything with my foot. I think everybody's, like, thinking, like, oh, do you have, like, this, like, $300 Strymon pedal that makes your guitar sound like nah. the sky? There's no, no pedal that's going to make you play better or sound <laughs> awesome. And no one's going to notice the advice. Yeah. It's that's like, the advice that these people, like, a lot of people just need, like, just practice. Yeah. There's no, like, uh, magic shit You can't milly-vanilly your way anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the magic thing would be stop playing a guitar and like just make music on your computer, and yeah, and then just play that live. That's yeah. the magic trick. And they're just like, like that band I set my friends on fire. Remember that? Yeah, that shit's dope. Um, <laughs> and Sky It's Airplane. You remember them oh, too? Oh yeah, I like heard that guy like, like designs light shows now or something. Like the space bar on their Mac, and they're just yeah, fucking, just go genius. For it, you know. So I set my friends on fire came from my hometown in Miami. Oh really? And their first their first official show was supposed to be Bamboozle. Um but they they did their first like live show down in Miami and it was just Matt and the first guitarist who's Nabil and uh, they just had they just had programmed drums. They just hit spacebar on their laptop and yeah. here we go. We're just going into things that rhyme with orange and yeah. uh and I mean, if you're good at if you're good thing. at playing to a click Right, I mean, like yeah, you yeah. can do it, but then they ended up getting the the drummer from from first to last. So I think it was a glow up for them eventually. Oh man, <laughs> we'll see. Remember from first to last, Mikey? We'll Did you ever listen to from first to last? No, <clears throat> no, I didn't. You never, you never rode the wings of pestilence. Isn't, is that Skrillex? Yeah, it's Skrillex. Okay, <laughs> Dude, that was that, yeah. That double bass part is just like it was the the artist formerly known as Skrillex. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I like the new. I like some songs he works on. Well, I listened to Skrillex recently. Yeah, like very recently. Not ironically, yeah, yeah. Not um, ironically. I think that I'm, and I promise you, I'm going to let Mikey talk to you about hockey now. But one last thing is, I heard you do like mouth guitars, and like I was just doing mouth drums, and like, do you think like a podcast would work where it's just like a couple of people just like 
doing like mouth songs and being like, oh, you remember that like Thursday part where it's like, and you're like, oh, no, yeah, that would me. not work. I bet you it would. I, bet I you feel it like, a, like a regular podcast hardly works. And then yeah, you dissolve it into that. This one that, barely that's works. A whole so I don't know piece. how that well, I mean, works. Tom, Tom basically pitched a sound exploder earlier. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tom's just pitching <laughs> podcasts to get off of this podcast. <laughs> to be Listen, fair, I mean, it's a good idea, but it was maybe someone else's good idea. But that's fine. That's okay. I mean, look, I, I, it, it's fine. I'll just, I'll just, we'll call it a segment. We'll like make a hockey word for it. We'll be like, Tom's in between the pipes today with fucking song yeah. six on your record. What is it? And he's thought about it. it. It'll be fine. As long as I say yeah. something hockey related, it's cool. <laughs> Tom's slap shot goal. Yeah. Christopher. Slap shot goal. <laughs> what? Matt, Christopher. Slap shot goal, Mikey? Matt Christopher. Matt Christopher. <laughs> Slapshot goal, baseball home run. Great books. They're awful <laughs> books. Don't ever read those books. <laughs> we don't. We don't endorse them. No, but uh, I, I'm I'm guessing Bart wants to know what you're drinking, Tom, because I want oh, to know nice what the hell. Just nice tea. It That's looks all. like you're drinking not a Long milk. Island style. Oh no, not Long Island no. style. No, okay. if it was Long if Island. I was drinking is just a Long Island alcohol. iced tea out of this, I'd be fucking. I'd be like, so Bart, tell me a question. Is your band really named right. after Bob's Burgers? Or is that they, stupid? They didn't fucking like my idea. They said it was Sonic Exploder. Yeah. Bart says Sonic Exploder, whatever. He doesn't even like the plant yeah. standard. Prove it. Prove it. Yeah. Prove it. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Regular ass tea, but Mikey. All right, let's let's dive into it. So tell me. <laughs> The last time we had uh, Doug from Barons on, he was kind of filling us in on that Pure Noise tour that he did with Just Friends. And I thought he was going to say like how he was talking hockey with like Derek and those guys and like the four year guys. But he actually mm. dropped that he was like really like getting Sam into hockey and like Sam was going to be like a Devils fan. And Sam's like, at a Devils game tonight. Jeez! Oh, yeah. yeah, he is a Devils fan. Yeah, he's they're recording like a new record in in New Jersey. So then, I was on the phone with Tyler from Save Face earlier, and he's like, "I was like, oh, is it dark over there already?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm driving to the Devils game with uh, I'm gonna go with Sam and all them." So nice. Sam Facetime me like before this, and he was like, "Look," <laughs> and it's like he's like he's like they're they're like good this year because <laughs> we went and saw we went and saw a game last season and it i was like watching it it might have been our first game or something because i've i've been playing hockey since i was younger mm-hmm. but i've never gone to like a pro game and i was like damn this like this sucks ass <laughs> like they're they're playing like shit like it's fucking embarrassing um but yeah i don't know i mean they're hella good this year so yeah yeah I- I I think it's just all those young Russians that they got. They're killing it. But when I hit up Sam, it was actually refreshing to hear that, you know, he was like, wait, I'll eventually come on, but you got to talk to Bart from mom jeans. He's the real hockey guy. So (laughs) obviously we, we, we hit you up and now we're all experienced experiencing the episode, but you kind of mentioned how you've been a hockey guy you know, your whole life. And when we were briefly texting before, like you, you didn't really have a, a team. It was more of just hockey guy. 
So. Yeah, the thing is, like, um, I think I just liked it when I was younger. And growing up, I, I was into, like, the Avalanche because they were doing well. Joe Sackick and, like, Rob Blake and shit oh, like yeah. that. You know, like, but I never, I would never, like, after that, it's like, I never watched games all the time or kept up with anything because i didn't really care i just wanted to go play the travel games and like have fun yeah playing travel hockey and shit like that because that's way more interesting it's like you go play a game and the kids would be like oh this guy's name this guy and that guy and i was just like i just don't really fucking care like i don't (laughs) want to play the game yeah because also people would be obsessed with it would be like the worst players on the team and it's like all right well don't be like that guy then i guess I don't know, but I wasn't the best. So there's that. So how did that converse, conversation go? Like, do you come from a hockey family or you just like randomly, randomly went up to your parents one day and you were like, can you find the closest rink and take <laughs> me to play hockey? <laughs> like, I think uh, I want to say I was like maybe like five or six or something. And I can't remember for sure, but I think we just saw an ad for this gateway ice center place that I still go play. It's like right next to my house. Mm-hmm. And um, then I probably told my mom, I was like, I want to go ice skate. And then we went and she was like, Oh, he's not that bad at it. And then there was like an intro to hockey thing where they make sure you don't like absolutely suck before they like put you onto a team. And so I went to a few of those and then I started playing and then I played up through high school then I stopped for a long time for the band stuff. And then the last couple of years I've been trying to get more into it. But this last year was the only time where I actually got to play any of the season. Cause normally I'm gone, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, like the beer league shit. Yeah. Vibe. Um, and that was fun. I was like, this is awesome. It's like a bunch of dudes who are never going to go anywhere talking a bunch of shit. And just getting wasted. I'm like, this is hella cool. Yeah. <laughs> Taking it way too seriously. That's yeah. a lot of my friends are, are are beer league hockey players. And it's the funniest shit ever when they're just in the locker room chirping each other. It's awesome. It's cool. <laughs> I, I played um, on Sunday. I played a game. I'm not. I didn't sign up like you're supposed to sign up and all this shit. But I'm going to be gone on these tours. But in the group chat with the guys on the team, they were like, oh, yeah, the game is actually this Sunday. So then I just kind of was like, yo, I'm just going to like show up and play, I guess. <laughs> and the guy the guy let me play, the guy who like runs it, which was nice of him. Wow. And uh, that was hella fun. I'm bummed that I'm going to miss all of it because I broke my foot. Oh, like shit. a couple a couple months ago, I broke my foot. So I missed the end of the last uh, season yeah and this was my first time like skating on on the ice in a game again and i was like oh man like this is so fucking fun i can't believe i've been missing this you know and yeah everyone's just talking shit and it's fun and it's awesome yeah so so do you remember the moment like when you were like you know what i want to get back into hockey i want to start playing again was there something that like triggered that um i think it was a couple years ago uh my friend john 
plays plays like leagues and and pickup and all that other shit. Just plays hockey a bunch because he's a goalie. So that's probably yeah. He gets you know, free free shit demand. all the time. Yeah. So he, I think he invited me to one because he knew that I had played hockey, and I was like, okay, I'll get my stuff. And then I got my stuff out, and I don't know. It's funny, like I, yeah, I just I slowly started to get back into it, and then this last year, I went and played a a pickup game or like a couple pickup games in the bay, and I was I was like, dude, this is just like, how have I not been? I've been coming to the Bay all the time, never playing these pickup games. Like I should be like playing as much as I can. And I got that like hockey fever, you know, you know what I'm talking about where you're just like, you're like online you're like, this shit's awesome. Like it like all hit me again. Like how it did when I was little, it just like came again. I was like, Oh, this is fucking dope. Like what's all the new shit. I haven't bought anything new. Like all my shit's so old. It's from like high school. And yeah, I have like a, I have like a two piece stick that like once it, once it finally went, I was like, oh, I got to get a new stick or whatever. And then I went and I was like, where's, oh, there's no two piece. Like what's going on? You know? And all of them, all of them are just these light ass sticks now. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking awesome. There's all these different curves and shit. Like you had the silver Wayne Gretzky two piece. Everyone uh, had that one. It was funny too because I went in and I think I was trying to, I was trying to get another one and they're like, oh, we don't sell like, we don't even have two piece things and like we don't have tapered two piece, like we just have the normal ones that you put on like a street stick. So I don't know. It's like the stick. I have all. I keep all my sticks right here, but the stick's like worthless now. I don't. It, but it's still there. Um, Dude, yeah. I, I'm thinking. You know when you are doing this Canada leg of the tour, man, you might as well throw your gear in and uh, bring it with you. So you can play some pickup pond hockey when you're up, up in Canada, man. Oh, I'm going to be gone. I'm I'm not going to be on that part actually. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to Tokyo with some friends, oh, shit, which I, I had planned this before we like booked this leg of the tour. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to miss that. But I did this um, last year when we went yeah last year i brought like inline skates and shit and and my ice skates yeah and i would just every day we would go somewhere i would go like ride my skateboard or or bike to like whatever and like rink everywhere on the east coast and shit and like pretty much everywhere besides california it's like there's inline rinks everywhere Uh where you can just go and like you play as long as you want. It's all free. Like it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's um, true. And so I would do that. And then I got to play it, do like some stick time and shit, which was fun. That's awesome. Just, yeah, we've, uh, it, it's know. funny. We've, uh, you know, a lot of the bands that uh, we've had on, we've like asked them about that. And surprisingly, like not a ton of people <laughs> have said that they've done it, but there's like a select few people who are like, yeah, you know, I make it a point to like, you know, whenever we have like a, an off day or, or you know, like, you know, we have a free morning, like we try to go skate and do something. Who was telling us that he did that? Well, definitely Chris from Anti-Flag, but oh, I'm, yeah. pretty, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the dude from Tokyo Police Club said the same thing. Like, oh, yeah. And, they, had, with, and, and he, they would like invite their fans out to every game, like wherever city yeah. they're in to play. That's tight. 
yeah, I know the TM for We Were Sharks does it too. Whenever they're on the the road, too, he tries to find like some type of barn to go and and just play a pickup game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's such an awesome thing to do. You know, you get out there, you get a little bit of exercise, and you get to do something you enjoy, and then a little bit of chill time, and then go go play a show. You know, mm-hmm. like and uh, yeah. Um, so, like, have you, you know, guys, like, have you ever tried to pitch like? some crossover like hockey year like has there ever been like a mom jeans jersey pitched uh i think like a hockey jersey at one point but the the thing is like that shit would cost so much to do and it's like who is that even for i guess yep. and then we're going real pop punk looking <laughs> if, if we're like signing a mom jeans like you know hockey jersey yeah because you know would buy it. Be the, you know it'd probably be the hoodie one you know what i'm saying where it's yeah. like jersey fake hoodie underneath type vibe yeah. and it's got the, yeah it's got <laughs> yeah the, the lace hell yeah man i mean look you know you you say that people wouldn't buy it but i people mean would buy it i think they would buy, buy it. it i just don't it, yeah i don't know i don't know it could be cool i i think the thing think is i'm very, very cool i'm more recently like into hockey again i guess i could say i don't know Mm-hmm. I have a I have a picture of me as a as a kid. <laughs> you guys want to see it? I can yeah. hold it up to the camera. Of course. Hell yeah, absolutely, we do. Let's see, that's gonna be the 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 picture for the podcast now. <laughs> Let's see where it be is. like who's, who's this child? Yeah, <laughs> picture. Uh, yeah. How much time we got here? Enough to see this. All right, definitely. Cool. I don't keep a lot of photos on my phone, so it should be easy to find. I wish I could say the same. There's so much crap I, from this podcast. Just I just deleted phone. 600 things from my phone. I just delete today. shit. I'll be like, I'm tired of scrolling through everything, so yeah, I just go that was me and today. Just like wipe it. Yeah, with this. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> I even got the great. flowy like. Oh yeah, no hair. The th- that's, yeah, that's uh Devil Wears Prada vibe, <laughs> you know, like we were saying. But well, I mean, it, yeah. you know, an now, achy breaky hockey hair picture. Do you think it. that you know when you were playing travel hockey, the kids that you were playing with were also into similar music, and that's kind of where dude hell a little no. bit no really. <laughs> I feel like all the because. uh I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, but it felt like so fucking broy. In a, you know, the that kind of music, it had its broy elements, but it was very much like I'm emotional. Like you have yeah. to build up some sort of thick skin to walk around like with straightened hair and like skinny jeans on all the time because <laughs> people don't fuck with you. But yeah, it would be like I don't know. There's a lot of like there's a lot of money that has to be had to play travel and so i feel like the team the fresno team wasn't very like they needed people to play so it's like a lot of the gear is like borrowed like you know like i was wearing like supras and that i love those so much like i i went to the store and i was like i somehow lost these like some of my gear got lost or stolen yeah so when i was going back i was like what are these like i want these i hate these fucking new pants and the guy the guy was like oh those are like supers they they have like no padding and they don't make them 
<laughs> and then I was, and then he was like, "These are like the light ones." And I was putting on the new gear they make, and I was like, "Dude, this shit sucks! Like, it's, it's so bulky." Um, yeah, but, yeah. But, I, but like, I, I, you know, it's crazy because, you know, we we the last guest we had on, uh, we were we were talking to him about uh, his son getting into like youth like youth hockey, and he said yeah. he literally just went out and spent like six hundred dollars on like pads and equipment oh, yeah. and stuff for a four-year-old for a four-year-old right like stuff he's just going to grow out of but like at the same time yeah. there's like no better feeling than like you know like seeing your you know son or daughter like on the ice like doing their thing but it is a it's a it's a it's a sport that you know is more accessible for people who have money you know unfortunately yeah, yeah. and i think that that's why that like bro culture is like a reality of it it's like you know when you get up into canada where hockey is the most important thing you know like a lot of the stories like you know aside from the stories that you hear that are, are of those like coming of origin stories like most of it i, I would probably say 90 percent of the nhl were probably like rich canadian and like russian families that had the money to like support their kid through this and like all that kind of stuff and like unfortunately you know money can kind of breed that sort of contempt sometimes yeah you know? and people have that air of you know richness arrogance uh, like superiority arrogance, yeah. type, so, uh, i and, think and yeah there's there's probably a lot of rinks because if if my rink had it i bet a bunch of them do but it, it was like c train in the back of the like behind the rink and yep. it would just it's just like filled with like people's used shit so you yep. just go in and yep. be like yeah i want that mm-hmm. yeah. you know i mean and it's good that that's you know but then you still have to available. pay for like ice time and shit yeah, exactly. and travel. And, yeah, and it's it's that's just, why you're a goalie, so everyone pays for it for you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, actually except, true. Except that equipment's like four times expensive. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's, yeah. Like a, it's like a drummer. There's a, you, if you're, you talk to a goalie, he's on like four teams. Dude, that's I finally got I finally got new skates because I I've only skated in like cheaper like soft boot things like. Even in the photo I showed you, it's like I'm. Um, I didn't even know they made skates that like you had to bake. Like I'd see the thing where they bake the skates in. And I'm like, I don't even know what that's for. But then I like found out about this shit, and I was like, Well, what the hell? So I went. I went to a store and like got skates, like nice ones, that they actually fit to my foot and like molded them to them. I was like. Once I started skating on those, I was like, dude, this is fucked up. And I like, <laughs> like, how did I not know about this shit? And then, um, yeah, like, even like, I don't even know about like the hone. Like, I just skated like a Gretzky cut or whatever, you know, like the curve yeah. inch or whatever. Yeah. And then some guy was just like, you should try this. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then so he, it's like a five eighths or a three quarter. I don't know. Something that's like smoother, mm-hmm. like more glide. And then I started skating on that. And right when I stepped on the ice, I was like, dude, I feel fast as shit now. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I was just going to say, me. imagine like you are like the, like the best hockey player in the world, but you just don't know because you've been constantly playing with shitty gear, like your whole life. And like, once it all finally comes together and like you put like the optimal gear on, you're all of a sudden just like better than like Sid Crosby. And you're just like, Whoa. Yeah. That's how I felt. Except I just became 
just okay. I went from I've been handicapping I went from myself like, with elite life. Yeah, like <laughs> I've I don't know. I got this dude. Especially I was at the store and this guy was trying to not sell me on like I got this stick that's that like P twenty eight curve or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy at the store is trying to. He's like, well, if you're going from a two piece and you've like you have this fucking basic ass curve like because it's from a hundred years ago he's like you're not going to want to go to like this crazy one you're going to want to do this other one so then i got this like warrior stick that i don't even know what curve it is just like normal it's closer to whatever i had before Mm -hmm. and then one time i got to play with that crazy curve like the super dramatic one i was like dude this is like this feels like cheating (laughs) you know so then i was like why did the guy tell me to not he was like he was trying to be like, you won't, you won't be able to handle it or something. And it's like, what do you mean? It's like, this is straight <laughs> cheating. This is like, you're like, you're like, oh, I want it up there. Like, I want it in the corner. Okay. It's just like, come on. That's like, it's fucking, it's awesome. It's cool how much hockey is like Evolved. changed. Like the gear has gotten so good oh, to yeah. where it's like, mm-hmm. it feels like you don't even have to try to like in, enjoy it as much as like someone who when I was growing up, they'd skate and they'd do something crazy. And you'd be like, damn, how do I do that? It's like, could now you, you could, could just you like do imagine it. if like, if hockey never changed and like players were, were like still doing the Gretzky shit where like he could just be behind an opposing net and just stand there and like call plays <laughs> and like create magic. Yeah. Like nowadays, like if you're behind like a goalie for like anything more than like a second, some bruiser is going to come by and just yeah. like smash you into jelly. Like, I remember, just, like, practice, they'd be like, this is the most dangerous spot. Like, this is where you want to be. And it's like, yeah. yeah, now I don't think you could be there. Like, no one no. would be like, no one would be like, you want to get back here. Like, you got to stay no. here. This it's is the kids club. Because, yeah. no, because literally, like, Gretzky was so good at it. And then, like, he ruined it for everybody else. Because, like, now everybody had, like, PTSD from, like, years of, like, watching Gretzky just make them look like fools. So yeah. like if Mike Madonna was like, I'm gonna try to go behind the net, they'd be like, No, the fuck you aren't. Like, <laughs> like, like we're gonna launch you into the fourth row because we don't want you scoring a hundred goals on us. It's fucking craziness. But I think that's the beautiful thing about you know the sport. Like it just is ever changing. And you know, they they've done a couple of things over the past couple of years, you know, and changing rules and you know, uh, changing, you know, the space, you know, the spacing of the lines and the neutral zone and all that kind of stuff, just to make the game a little bit more fast and competitive. Um, you know, just because the disparity nowadays between like really good players and like good players. And I mean, you know, I, I can't say, you know, everybody that's in the NHL is, is a, is a brilliant player, but you've got, you know, your McDavid's and your dry and your McKinnon's and like all of these guys who are like next level mm-hmm. hockey, like geniuses. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, if you don't try to make the game fair for everybody, these guys are just going to, you know, pot 200 goals a season. And like, it's going to be fun to watch them, but nobody's going to want to watch that, you know, Winnipeg Ottawa game because, you know, the stars aren't there scoring five goals a game. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the, yeah, like the juice ball era of the 90s where like, you know, it was just like, you know, nobody wanted to watch anybody Oakland. but Sosa or Maguire. <sighs> or Barry Bonds because it was just so exciting. So I think the NHL did the right thing in trying to make the game more accessible to everybody. Um, and in that you create different, you know, like we're talking about the playoffs, like the, um, you know, the NFL playoffs for DraftKings. It's like, how many more times are we really going to see like the chiefs, like 
in the final four. You know, it's just like, it's great. It shows that they're a dominant team and that, you know, Mahomes is the real deal and all that stuff. But like, that's why I like hockey. Like, I like knowing that like year to year, I could see someone different try to take up the mantle and it makes it more interesting. I just don't feel like you have yeah. that with a lot of other sports. You just don't. Yeah. With the exception of the lightning, but yeah. <laughs> I I haven't like I don't watch it a whole lot. I I just started trying to follow last season and then this one. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, I was watching a lot of games. This one, I was watching like almost every game that I could because I was like, "This is hella fun." Because mm-hmm. the games are quick, but then some of the games that I could only get access to because you know that shit's all fucked up. Like I can't yeah, watch Black every House. game. Yeah, yeah. So then I was using that like. NHL 66, you know what I'm talking about, where you can watch. And then they started, like, beating, or they started, like, blocking those, you know what I mean? So you couldn't watch them. And then it's like, well, I don't really want to watch, like, the Ducks and the, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'd be watching these games, and I'd be like, uh, especially the Sharks games, it's just like, shit's kind of boring. Like, I don't know. I I know I'm from California, but. But I get it. Like, that's the reality yeah. of like having a, a con, you know, like being someone who watches hockey because they love hockey and they don't necessarily have a team allegiance. You're going to want to watch the, the best teams that, you know, create the most scoring opportunities and like play a, a very, you know, exciting style of hockey because that's what you look for. And it's yeah. like, you know, if I if I wasn't an Islanders fan, like I wouldn't put on an Islander game ever. You know, yeah. like I only do it because like I'm a fan of the team. But if I was just a pure hockey fan, I'd be watching the Bolts and I'd be watching the Avs and I'd be watching, you know, the Golden Knights and like, you know, all these teams that like have really well-developed strategies and like look good when they play. But yeah. that's the problem about being, you know, pledging your allegiance to something and being a, a crazy fan is like now I'm stuck with the Islanders for my whole life. And like every time I watch them lose a lead or every time I watch them, you know, lose by three goals, I'm just like, this sucks. Like, I don't want to really do this, but like, you know, the elation that you feel when they win kind of sometimes crosses that out uh, <laughs> yeah. a little Probably bit. Not. If anything. Nah, not, not nah. as much, but, but you get used to it, man. I mean, yeah. like I'm a, you know, I'm an Islanders you get used fan. To I'm, it. A, I'm a Mets fan. So I'm used to the heartache of that. And I mean, it's just yeah. like, you get accustomed to it. And after a while, I mean, like, if you took Islanders fans and put them in a room and were like, Hey, could you produce some of like the most emo lyrics that you've in the universe? Like they would, they would, they would. Well, yeah. That's so why bad. Long Island had all those great emo bands in the early 2000s. Yeah. That's why taking back Sunday even wrote. There was no IN team. Because because Islanders. <laughs> little known fact. It was for Ziggy Palfy. But you know what? Speaking of, speaking of, uh, of San Jose, you know, the Cinderella story of, of, of Bernsey. Going from San Jose, bottom of the league, basically all the way to the Hurricanes. Yeah, well, in the division right now. I don't even know if it's necessarily because of him. No, I, it's I not think at all. I, it's I just cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Like when 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 uh, Kessel left uh, left the Leafs to the Penguins and he won the cup. That was the greatest thing I've ever saw. <laughs> and I hate the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, but everyone loves Phil Kessel. Yeah, dude just eats hot dogs and plays hockey. Yeah, he's a man's man. He's just like the, the Nathan's Hot Dogs, Joey Chestnut, but the hockey player version. 
Yeah, I don't know anyone's names. No, you're, <laughs> good. you're good. All right, so I have, I have one last question for you, Bart. So let's just say, yeah. let's just say we were gonna make like a bootleg mom jean shirt, right? Uh huh. And like, we were gonna make it, and I don't know, we were gonna like put like, I don't know, fucking some like Anaheim Duck from back in the day on it, like Paul Korea, right? Sure. Like what what lyric of yours could we use like to make this bootleg shirt? Like, what's the most like hockey lyric that the you most think hockey you yeah just like the most hockey that you've got <laughs> um uh, i mean eric pretty much writes all the th- lyrics but the thing is they're all sad i so, feel I like mean, ducks fans yeah i'm a sad islander <laughs> fan so it works <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean that's hard to that's honestly hard to answer. All right, I that's can't fine. Do. I'm sorry. It no, is a good question. You can get back to us. What's the best answer you've had to that? Um, this is the first time we're asking it because <laughs> we just had a oh, conversation asking, in a group chat. This is the first time we're asking because, like, we're probably going to do this idea and we might get sued and cease and desist like letters from people. But uh-huh. I figured if I asked you and you told me because it's on a podcast, it's technically like a binding agreement. Yeah, so yeah, that's smart. It. So you're like, you been like oh, I'm going to sue that guy. Oh, wait, I can't because of podcast law. It's my world. idea. Yeah. Charlie yeah. Kelly is my lawyer. He's a bird law podcast. law. Bird, bird yeah. law my guy. <laughs> He's my guy. But um, awesome, man. I mean, we've been we've been at this for like an hour 15. So we'll uh, we'll wrap it up here. Um, so I guess real quick, uh, you know, for those that are listening that like don't know where to find you guys, socials and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do we how do we catch you? Where do we catch you? That that sort of deal. Uh, I mean, mostly we just post on Instagram. I think Eric hits the Twitter sometimes. We're not too active on all that stuff. Okay. Which I think is good. You know. Yeah, for sure. It's and then, uh, you know, obviously you've got. That. Yeah. You've got music on Spotify and Apple Music. You know. Uh, yeah. We, we, we wish you all the best, you know, in the year coming uh, in, in terms of, you know, the tours you're going on. We hope they're super successful. Um, you know, I'm, I know Sweet Tooth just came out a year ago, but, you know, are you guys, you know, kind of messing around with some, some new stuff yet? Um, yeah, we're the last couple months we've been in the studio working on stuff. Awesome. So nice. I think this last week was us finishing it and now it's should be off to mixing. Great. Is, is it what like I think? Similar, is it going to be like a similar vibe to uh, Sweet Tooth? um it's gonna be its own sort of thing it's like a nice. whole different different vibe but we'll oh, awesome. i know the goal is to get one of the songs that we tracked out um released before maybe sad summer great perfect so, yeah I know awesome. a lot of people were asking about like like if there's anything new going to be coming out soon so yeah there's going to be new stuff i think the goal is or at least for me is to just work on as much music as possible all the time so hopefully that translates to us having stuff more frequently and just writing more stuff. Nice. But yeah. Excellent, man. Awesome. Well, we uh, we really appreciate the time you took to hang with us today. Um, super excited for, you know, what's to come with new music and you know all the great, uh, you know, tour opportunities and stuff that you guys have. And uh, um, you know, we definitely got to, um, you know, once, once Sam starts to develop, yeah, Sam- more of his, his hockey chops we'll have to uh we'll have he's to get already 
he's he's a fucking liar. He probably already knows more than I do because he like <laughs> he's a sports guy. You guys you guys will get along. He's charismatic. He's I, a sports I, I mean, guy. I, I love Sam. Know. I met him a couple of times. I know like one time I saw Just Friends play at Fest and I was really drunk and I was like. How many people are in your band? It's like a 40 <laughs> people in your band. And he was like, Yeah, yeah. there kind of is. And I'm like, That's funny. <laughs> there kind of is. Kinda yeah. Is. I don't know. Yeah. He's probably going to be like, Oh, you're that guy. You're the 40 person guy. He's like, I don't want to talk to you. But no, nah, he'll he, fun. He's awesome. He's a fun oh. time. Yeah. yeah. No, he's he's awesome. Uh, he, he's, he's really a great guy. But, um, you know, give the rest of the band our regards. Um, you know, we appreciate you taking the time to be on here. Uh, you know, hope you have fun playing more pickup games and, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll catch up with you hopefully soon, and maybe after uh, all the touring and stuff is done, we can get you back on for for next season. And see how you're feeling. Yeah, hopefully I know more about hockey then, <laughs> but we'll see. No, it's all it's all good, and then I can hammer you with another song explosion that I yeah idea that I stole original idea. Yeah, it's, it's, it's my all, original it's idea. Song imploder. Yeah, song imploder. That just sounds like a Dillinger Escape Plan song. It probably is. It probably is. Well, to all the Dillinger Escape Plan fans out there, I bid you adieu. To all the Mom Jeans fans out there, I also bid you adieu. Thank you again, Bart. You guys have yeah, a great, great night. Guys. And uh, we'll catch you on the other side, man. Be well. All right. See you. Peace. Take care. <laughs>